Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. This is a special series we're doing called Easter Meditations for Addicts. And I wrote a book all by myself. Just kidding. (laughs) Shirley Crowder's on with me. She co-authored this book and really is the brains behind it. I don't know exactly what I contributed to this book, Shirley. Do you? A lot. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love writing this, uh, the way Shirley laid out the structure of it, and then we filled in some things and worked on different parts, and and she did a lion's share of the work, really. Um, but I love, I love this book. And today's chapter that we're focusing on, this is our fifth podcast. We're focusing in on the chapter called, I Do Not Know Him. And you would begin this section two Sundays before Easter. And I'm going to start with scripture, a pretty familiar passage to many of you. Matthew 26, 30 through 35, our main character is Peter, poor Peter. Peter just gets a bad rap, you know, but uh, I love the guy and, um, you know, I appreciate him and uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm forgiven often as he, he is, but uh, he's just, let's read this and you'll see what I'm talking about. Verse 30, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, tonight, all of you will fall away because of me, for it is written, But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Verse 33, Peter told Jesus, so Peter tells him, even if everyone falls away because of you, I will never fall away. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said to him, tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Mm. Even if I have to die, what's that? (laughs) Not just What's once, that? but three yeah, times. Yeah, not just once, three <laughs> times, right. And then verse 35, Peter says, even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. So it's not just Peter. They're all saying, you know, we're never going to deny you and all that. And Jesus is, yeah, like you said, Shirley, three times tonight. Yeah. I mean, tonight, yeah. not not tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or a year Mr. down the road. <laughs> yeah, Mister Prideful. You know, Smarty Pants or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> he Jesus didn't say it that way. Mm-hmm. I I would have, but he said, but, you know, tonight mm-hmm. this this rooster's going to crow, and before that happens, three times you're going to deny me. So, and then in the in the book, we we go on to write about the different uh, things where Peter is you know, sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl approaches him and he denies Jesus and he he, he even uses curse words and swears, oh. I don't know the man and, you know, all of that. And, and so he does deny him three times and then the rooster crows and Peter remembers the words that Jesus had spoken. And uh, in, verse, in verse 75 of chapter 26 of Matthew, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly, which is the right response, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, when um, it's it's really easy sometimes on this side, when we're not there, <laughs> to read some of these accounts mm. and to be a little bit judgmental. I mean, Peter, really? I mean, he was like, 
one of the ones who walked with him, who knew him, who fellowshiped with him, who shared life with Jesus. One of and the he's three. Yeah, three, mm-hmm. three times. But mm-hmm. when you, uh, one of the questions that we, uh, interaction questions we put on the prophecy that you read the first part of where Peter said, I'll never deny you. We said, like Peter and the other disciples, we all say we will never fall away from or deny Christ. However, our thoughts, words, attitudes, and actions deny him often. And then we ask you to list some of your thoughts, words, attitudes, and actions that deny Christ. And then we lead you to ask you to take a little time and and pray and confess those and repent of each one. But it's so it's so simple for us to say, oh, we would never. But we're going to excuse what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're saying, isn't it? It's very easy. It is. It's easy to forget who you are in Christ, who Christ is in you. You know, who mm-hmm. is this God? We forget how big and how powerful and how loving God is, you know, and... Um, yeah. And we can get lost and all that. And I think some of that comes with isolation for the addicted. Whenever you isolate yeah. yourself, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 1, you, you seek your own desire, you break out against all sound judgment. And it's interesting here, Peter is alone, and I'm, I'm not trying to read too much into it or make too much out of that, but he's alone. He's He's got to be feeling all kinds of things. I mean, with what he just yeah. went through was... Um, you know, to deny Jesus. I mean, he's he's scared. He's afraid, and um, and and it just these the servant girl and and all that just reveals what's in his heart already. But he's afraid, and people today are are fearful. They're anxious, and they forget. Like you said, it's so easy to forget who you are, who Christ is, and um, and to sit judgmentally, just kind of like Peter was like, "I'll never deny you." We can sit. And judge Peter and say, "Oh, Peter, what an idiot! What a you know." He's not that. Um, he's he's human as we are, and we would have probably done the same thing, if not worse. And so, mm-hmm. for the addicted people to remember, you need community. You need the community of a church. You need to be around people, not isolate, not not get alone. You need to be open and honest with other people. You know, I think about Proverbs twenty-seven five and six. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. And so um, having those kinds of relationships where you get corrected and you get feedback is so important. Um, and and then uh, in, the, in the book, I love the hymn of response. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the hymn of response in this chapter? Right. Uh, I'll start. In the hymn of response, we start with the question, what's an appropriate response when we recognize that our own thoughts, words, and actions often deny that we know Christ? Mm. We go on to quote Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's it. So the hymn I chose uh, is one that's probably familiar to many, if not most, uh, who are listening in. It was written by George Duffield, Jr. 
And it's the majestic hymn, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. And it's a, a hymn that when you hear it, you know, I especially love to hear it with a full orchestra and drums and timpanies and trumpets or with a, a wonderful organ accompaniment because it's this majestic stand up, stand up for Jesus. But we're soldiers of the cross. Now, it's not talking about going out and doing hand-to-hand combat with weapons, but it's talking about the spiritual battles that were that are always going on around us and within us. And we have to be ready to fight. And we're to let people know that we've got the banner. It's part of the first uh, stanza. Stand up for stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross, lift high his royal banner, must not suffer loss. If you watched any of the movies from the days of the Crusades and and even today in some sense, the those going out on horseback during the Crusades, they always carried the standard, the banner, the flag of their king. And that represented that told everyone looking, everyone in battle, that's who they are. That's what it's saying. Lift that royal banner. Now today we don't go around waving. Well, some people do. <laughs> they do on social media. Exactly. They do on social waving media. Flag yeah. <laughs> saying, you know, I'm a Christian. But the banner we wave is the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. What we say or don't say on social media. Mm-hmm. How we treat the cashier who is going so slow. Like the one at grocery store the other night with me. And I was like, okay, I realize I'm not the most important person in the world, but I could have got gone and bought a color crayon and some paper and written very slowly all these numbers for these 20 items and done it in my head. By the time you got one rung up, there's a problem here. (laughs) Thankfully, God clamped my mouth shut and I just smiled and said, thank you. But we, we, we and I don't know if people understand how big a miracle that is, but keep going. <laughs> it's a big miracle. A guy can clamp my mouth shut. But we, we do that. We, our banner is what, what do we really do? What's really and truly in our hearts and driving us to think, to say, and do what we think, say, and do. And so that banner is what we hold. We want people to know we represent Christ. We are fighting spiritual battles. We are praying for each other. We are coming alongside in in counseling, intensive discipleship relationships, and helping each other learn and know the Word of God and how to apply the Word of God to whatever's going on with you. The uh, second stanza there talks about Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The solemn watchword here. If while we sleep, he suffers away with shame and fear. What, whatever you meet, I'm not using the old English when I'm saying these, because it, it rhymes better in old English. 
But wherever <laughs> you meet with evil, within you or without. So if it's on your own evil thoughts or evil from others coming at you, charge for the God of battles and put the foe to rout. Mm. To quote Barney Fife, <laughs> nip it, nip it in the bud. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Do battle. So if you're a soldier, you don't just get up in the morning and throw on some flip-flops and some shorts and a tank top and go outside to do battle. But your what you wear prepares you for battle. Your mind, you, you mentally focus. You, you have the right weapons. Your weapons are cared for. They're cleaned and ready to go. That's what it's talking about. Bible talks to us about the armor of God, to put it on, to be ready at any time for the battle. So we're, we're just saying, you know, watch out. Temptation's coming. Temptation's there. Evil from within and without, from inside your heart, from our own simple heart's desires, and coming to us from the outside. And then the, the next verse uh, stands up. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The trumpet call obey. Forth to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day. So it's like when you hear the call, you go. When you know the battle's raging, you walk into it with confidence because of who you are fighting for. <clears throat> Yet ye that are brave now serve him against unnumbered foes. So there's so many people fighting against you, you can't even count them. Let courage rise with danger. Now, sometimes the more danger there is, the less courage and the more fear. It says strength to strength opposed. And the difference in the strength we have as Christ followers fighting the spiritual battles is that the God, sovereign God of the universe, the all-powerful creator is the God who enables us to fight. We're not doing it in our own strength at all. Um, and then that fourth stanza talks about standing in God's strength alone. Because the arm of flesh will fail you. Yeah. My arms get tired sometimes. I sleep wrong or I am writing and I've got my arm a certain way. Arm hurts. Gonna fail you. You do, you dare not trust your own, your own power, your own strength, your own anything. Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. For duty, cause, or danger, be never wanting there. Don't ever hesitate. Don't ever be fearful to step out in faith, enabled by God. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then when um, stanza five says, each soldier, as he's standing up, each soldier goes to his place. Everybody's got a place. Now, I don't know enough about modern uh, military warfare to give you a good modern example, but 
in older days, if you were supposed to, Civil War, if you were supposed to fire a musket, you, you ought to be there. Somebody was going to fire it. Somebody usually got the um, musket balls, had those ready. Somebody else was doing this. Somebody else was doing that. Whatever you're called to do, that's what you do. Um, and it says that prove to everyone around you that your, your life is not the point. That if you die there, that you're dying in service for Christ. But the whole point is Jesus, God, is able. Then that last verse talks about over, overcoming and uh, receiving the crown of life, the symbol of victory, as, as we read about in uh, Revelation. But this, this hymn gives me hope. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day, the noise of battle, the next, the victor's song to him who overcometh, a crown of life shall be. They with the king of glory shall reign eternally. Do what we're called to do and fight the battles. I love that, Mark. I love that. When the strife will not be long, it reminds me of... Um, in Romans, where it talks about, you know, the suffering that we're going through now isn't to be considered with the glory of eternity in heaven with God. That's the Shirley version. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's the message to, to overcome. And um, this song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, is is all about being bold and in mm. our culture needs that today. And, and the addicted, if they understand it to be a sin problem of their own hearts, God has solved that. He's given them a new heart, new desire, new power from within that comes from the Holy spirit. So they really have the resources to overcome and to stand and to right. be bold. And, um, and that's, that's what this chapter really is all about. If, you don't know him. You don't recognize who he is in you and how he can conquer so many things that seem so big to us and so overpowering. But, right. uh, and that's why you like this song, I can tell. I mean, it's. Yes. <laughs> be bold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the one of the interaction questions asked you to describe ways that you can be equipped to prepare yourself to be a soldier ready for the spiritual battles you will face. So what are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. And Mark, this um, title, uh, I, don't, I Do Not Know Him, sort of is a good segue into another thing that's at the end, after all the chapters, we refer to it. Numerous <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> We me. refer to it often uh, in some of the questions when we're talking about, you know, explain to us, describe how God's grace has carried you through. If you do not know Christ as your Savior, then we refer you to a, a few pages that we've written called 
that you know the Jesus about whom you've been reading. And uh, Mark, do you want to talk about that a little bit since you were going to bring it up? <laughs> well, not now. You ruined it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. The uh, the um, this is probably the most important part of the book, especially for those who who don't know Jesus as their Savior or don't know really how powerful, like we've been talking about, who who God is and who He is in you. I mean, everybody makes a big deal about who I am in Christ, and I and I and I get that. But I like, who is Christ in me? Who is this God? Yeah. And, and that's the purpose of this section is to, to really encourage the reader to see that God has revealed himself. He's not who you, you can't shape him. You can't make him into your higher power of your own choosing, your own. He tells you who he is. That's how big he is. And so he tells us who he is and and uh, and that's the that's the joy. And so this whole section is about really stopping and making sure you have that part right, that you really know him as your savior. And there are people who think they've been Christians and and would tell you, man, I was in the church thirty years and was lost and didn't know it, and now I am truly found and born again. So you may be sitting there thinking, well, I've got to be a Christian. And maybe you are, praise the Lord, but maybe you're not. And and it's not a bad thing to kind of take an inventory and 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 wrestle with that and get it right with God right now. So that's what that section is is about is getting to know Him. And you you may want to add to that too. I I um I love that that's in there. Yeah, and I I one of the things we instruct you to do, we ask you to do, is if if you're reading through that to um. You have questions, if you don't understand, find um, you know, someone, a Christ-following friend, a trusted Christian friend. If you don't know any Christ followers, then find a church, find a pastor, find someone who can walk through who God is, who man is, how sin separated us. How can we be made Oh, how can we be redeemed? How can we become new creation? So that's um, that's a a good chapter. Uh, I struggled some with that chapter because <clears throat> you know when you're writing and studying about it, Mark, it's like that flashlight of God's words. You know, finger comes up from scripture and points at you. <laughs> yeah. You're denying him. You know, how how are you denying? What are you what banner are you waving today? Is it your banner or God's? Well, and I that's why I think this chapter is important for everybody because we all doubt God. We don't really know him or trust him. We forget who he is, and just like Peter denying Christ, we can do that same thing very easily in our own lives. And and God wants right. us to trust him. He wants us to live by faith and live boldly and do what he's called us to do. And that's what that's what this is really all about. So, right. well, we are out of time. 
I want to thank you, Shirley, for joining me again. It's a great series. Great series. And we will do it again. Uh, The next one, just a little cliffhanger, is the beautiful cross. And now the cross isn't beautiful. So I wonder what we mean by that. Well, you'll have to tune in the next time and and, uh, find out. That's the cliffhanger. I'm getting better at these. Yes, um. you are. <laughs> and remember, the the book is available on Amazon.com. Yes. Advent, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Advent. I keep on talking about Advent. Easter, Easter. Meditations for Addicts yeah, by Mark E. Shaw and Shirley Crowder. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Take care and God bless. <laughs>